January 6th was a disgrace. American citizens attacked their own government. They used terrorism to try to stop a specific piece of domestic business they did not like. Fellow Americans beat and bloodied our own police. They stormed the Senate floor. They tried to hunt down the Speaker of the House. They built a gallows and chanted about murdering the Vice President. They did this because they'd been fed wild falsehood by the most powerful man on earth. Because he was angry, he lost an election. Former President Trump's actions preceded the riot were a disgraceful, disgraceful dereliction of duty. The House accused the former president of, quote, incitement. That is a specific term from the criminal law. Let me just put that aside for a moment and reiterate something I said weeks ago. There's no question, none, that President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of the day. No question about it. The people who stormed this building believed they were acting on the wishes and instructions of their president. And having that belief was a foreseeable consequence of the growing crescendo of false statements, conspiracy theories, and reckless hyperbole, which the defeated president kept shouting into the largest megaphone on planet Earth. The issue is not only the president's intemperate language on January 6th. It is not just his endorsement of remarks in which an associate urged, quote, trial by combat. It was also the entire manufactured atmosphere of looming catastrophe, the increasingly wild myth, myth about a reverse landslide election that was somehow being stolen, some secret coup by our now president. Now, I defended the president's right to bring any complaints to our legal system. The legal system spoke. The Electoral College spoke. As I stood up and said clearly at that time, the election was settled, it was over. But that just really opened a new chapter of even wilder, wilder, and more unfounded claims. The leader of the free world cannot spend weeks thundering that shadowy forces are stealing our country and then feign surprise when people believe him and do reckless things. Sadly, many politicians sometimes make overheated comments or use metaphors. We saw that, that unhinged listeners might take literally, but that was different. That's different from what we saw. This was an intensifying crescendo of conspiracy theories orchestrated by an outgoing president who seemed determined to either overturn the voters' decision or else torch our institutions on the way out. The unconscionable behavior did not end when the violence actually began. Whatever our ex-president claims he thought might happen that day, whatever re reaction he's says he meant to produce by that afternoon, 
we know he was watching the same live television as the rest of us. A mob was assaulting the Capitol in his name. These criminals were carrying his banners, hanging his flags, and screaming their loyalty to him. It was obvious that only President Trump could end this. Hey, folks, how we doing? This is Andy of the Andy and Amanda Show, and we do have Amanda live and in person across the pond in the we UK. How are you doing? Good evening I'm, to you. I'm doing very well, sweetheart. Thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's a noontime show here in California. I know it's 8 p.m. there in the UK, and I know it's 3 p.m. on the East Coast in the USA. And uh, what we just uh, what we just heard was Mitch McConnell's um, speech after the Senate acquitted Trump uh, on constitutional grounds, not on grounds yeah. that he, he was was not guilty. He was guilty of doing what he did, and we just heard that. And I thought that Mitch Excuse me, Mr. McConnell did such a good job doing it. Like, I can't even, I can't even spit it out right. Oh, I got so excited, didn't you, darling? Yeah, tell me about it. Man, it gets me so riled up. It gets me so riled up. I can't even drink a cup of coffee. Well, anyway, uh, so here we are on the, um, what day is it again? What, is it's it Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday today, sweetheart. Wednesday, holy crap. Oh my gosh, it's the Wednesday show. I want to ask you because I know if I try to get it, I might say the wrong day like I have been doing. But it is the Wednesday show and uh, a whole new time for us here. It's a whole new time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, hopefully we got a, a lot of people um, that feel they can listen better. I don't know. We shall see. Well, our numbers uh, are climbing over in your yeah. part of the world. Wow. And, uh, and also... Our numbers are climbing in Mexico, and we know that we have listeners live in Mexico right now. We want to welcome everybody aboard. If I could speak, uh, I, I had Spanish in, in high school, and outside <laughs> of that, um, I could say like, uh, let me see, uh, what's in Spanish? Wee wee, para you, para you. How you say? Uh, 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 anyway. Um. So much for my Spanish. <laughs> That's all I remember. I, I know only a few words, Andy, myself, so mm. don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, now I don't feel so bad. I'm learning. No, don't feel so bad because I'm learning too, so you're all right. Well, that's, <laughs> that's cool. The, um, you know, this is the Andy and Amanda show, folks, and we are live right now on Blog Talk Radio, and many of you will be hearing this as a podcast on various podcast distribution sources from MyHeartRadio to to TuneIn Radio to Google Chrome to Apple to got so many of them we are out there now and our numbers are climbing. Also added, I want to add, I know Mexico numbers are climbing, so is Australia climbing. Thank you guys down the yonder. Wow. You know, Thank you know you. Yeah. Put up on the Barbie for me, I'll be right over. And, oh yeah, uh, me too. Oh. Hey man, love it. And I'm the barbecue king. And also, um, as I think I, I notified you and, and Cornell, our show coordinator, uh, yeah. by email, because I got word that uh, we've added some new countries uh, in listeners. We have Italy, France, and Germany. Wow. Um, also climbing, and, and that's kind of exciting, you know, because here we are yeah. doing what we do. You know, we don't we don't bring you the news. We comment on the news, and we research the news and try to kind of dig down deep and, and, and figure out where the news is coming from and what the truths are regarding the news. and. And touch upon it lightly. You know, we don't take ourselves that seriously. Yeah, you know, yeah, we, we try don't. not to, right? We, we try, try not, not to. to. You know, we yeah. really don't. There's enough seriousness in the world. <laughs> but, yes, yes. And these are, uh, you know, this is, um, you know, the sounds that uh, you like to hear uh, here oh, on the yeah. Andy and Amanda show. Which, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, the whole array of sounds that we have for every subject. <laughs> the sounds you like. The sounds we like. <laughs> Only on Andy and Amanda program. So oh, anyway, yes. yeah, um, yeah, you had so a good day? how are you doing? Tell me, tell me what's new over in your corner of the world. Well, I'll tell you what's new with me to start with before I, I crack on with some news for you. I'm actually really, really satisfied right now because I've had my pancakes today. I don't know if you're aware, Andy, that over here, um, 
every year we have a Shrove Tuesday, which was yesterday, and it's traditional mm. for us UK people to have uh, pancakes on Shrove Tuesday because the tradition itself dates back as far as 1000 AD. And what happened was they used to use up um, their ingredients that they had like to feast on on a Shrove Tuesday before they uh, spent the 40 days in Lent um, fasting. Mm. So that tradition is carried on through the years. And so, yeah, I was meant to have it yesterday. And I was like, you know what? I missed out yesterday. I want those pancakes today, damn it. So I did. And I feel very happy. <laughs> Gosh, I've, I've had a pan, pancake last week. Oh, you I did? had a pancake. I, yes, I did. And probably put on about eight pounds by doing it. But um, <laughs> it wasn't just eight pound cake. It was like eight pounds cake. Um, wow. <laughs> I have it with some with some whipped cream and some strawberries. Mm. Mm. That sounds delicious. Mm. I have mine today mm. with uh, freshly squeezed lemon juice and uh, a little sprinkle of sugar on top. Oh my mm. goodness! Very nice. Very nice indeed. Yeah, thank you. We have a lot to dive into today, but uh, first we have a caller here, and I'm not going to screen. Let's just see if we can get who this is. Hold on a second here. And hello, are you with us on the Coast to Coast show, Andy and Amanda? Hello? hello? Okay, be that way. All right, Shane. Oh, they're being yeah. shy. They're being shy. They're here. They're, oh. on the, on the, they're on the show right now. No. But they're probably just calling <laughs> to listen. Uh, sometimes people do that. You know, they, they get on the, um, you know, we post our phone number up there. If people want to get yeah. a really good, clear listener, you know, without going on the internet, you can actually call yes. in. Yeah. You know, get put on hold, and you'll you'll get connected to the show and listen on your cell phone or whatever phone. And um, so, hey, whoever yeah, you are, glad you. to have you aboard. And yeah. uh, hey, you know, if you want to hang in, I, I will check in with you every once in a while to see if you want to say hello to us. No, I hope so. We're, we're deeply <laughs> insulted if you don't. You know, please <laughs> just say hi. You don't have to identify yourself. Just yeah, say, I'm hi. just gonna throw my headphones on the desk and just get up and walk out. <laughs> you know, yeah, me too. Let's, let's, let's hang up. Goodbye. Man, it's a good day. See you later, man. <laughs> yeah. Aw, I really insulted. hope that people feel comfortable talking to us because, you know, we don't oh, bite no, I can't take this anymore. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Um, would you like some news? Would I like some, some nudes? What? Well, yeah, yes, that I would. too, if you prefer. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would love – how did you know what I was thinking? Man, you read my oh. mind across the ocean. We are so connected, Andy. That's what it is. It's so it's connected. Been like been like a dry period. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> <laughs> a little dry. Yeah, sure. Let me throw some nudes your way, Andy. You know, have Thank a little you. party over there. You're welcome. Some excitement around here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look at the walls. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a beautiful what, day what here. What else there to do in lockdown, you know? It, it really, you know? It's just know. like, you know. You know, we 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 could we could uh, we could play some um, some of our sounds, but I'm, I'm going to try to keep the show a little cleaner. Oh, <laughs> more mm-hmm. yeah, I might not be able to. I'm going to try. A lot of a lot of you, a lot of our listeners might. The num- reason why our numbers might be climbing is because everybody knows what what to expect on the show, and we, you know, we yeah. we believe in nothing but sex, actually, and <laughs> comment accordingly. <laughs> accordingly. <laughs> We try to talk like we're really into the news and what's going on, but eh, we actually kind of know we're you know, all about. No, but seriously, um, <laughs> yeah, there, there is um, – so first of all, I just want to say that it's a beautiful yeah. day here in Southern California. I mean, most Aww. amazing blue skies and beautiful temperatures, and right now I'm looking mm. at our coast-to-coast studios here on, on the California coast at this Funny. beautiful green and sunshine and, and – Know, birds chirping, and I'm expecting Mary Poppins to land like any second here. You know. Oh, what a um, woman! What a woman! I'll say, I'll take, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me some of that. No, but um, <laughs> no, but um, no, but really, it's um, it's a beautiful day. How's the weather there? Where you are? It's it's oh, middle of the winter, right? Yeah, the weather's been quite grim, Andy. I mean, the temperature keeps going up and down. Like, um, it was, I don't know. Recently, about seven or eight degrees, and before that, we, it was lows of minus one, minus two. So it was it's jumped dramatically right mm. backwards and forwards. But it's been cold and it's been raining most of the day and grey and pretty miserable looking outside. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting that sunshine back. You know, warmer temperatures make us feel good again. Mm-hmm. Getting all that vitamin D. Oh goodness! Oh yeah, I need it oh, so yeah. much. I need oh it. yeah. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
we know we have a lot to dive into today. We're going we're gonna yeah. to talk about some interesting subjects today, like we said mm. we would on Monday, and we've been talking about on our internet sites and so forth. But uh, but let's let's get let's just go over the news and, and get yeah. that done, and talk about some of the COVID numbers and what's going on there, and then we'll, then we're going to have some interesting conversations. So go ahead, uh, our ladies and gentlemen, live from the UK. It's Amanda Love with today's news. Oh, thank you very much, Charlie. Thank you very much. <laughs> so um. Yeah, the uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson has uh, been asked uh, about coming out of lockdown, and I think he's approaching this the right way, very cautiously, and has said that data over date is priority, that we have to make sure that we are safe enough to come out of this one, when I agree completely. I think that if we came out of this too soon now, after making all this progress with the variants, etc., another lockdown situation could cripple us. I mean, businesses would be hit even worse, and I dread to think about the situation with losing more people. So Boris is going to address everyone on Monday, I believe, regarding their plans. And it's likely um, that the ease of lockdown will happen in stages, which seems very sensible to me, the right way to go. I just hope that people do not go crazy with this and just do whatever they want during the easing of the lockdown, because that's where the trouble is going to start. So um, we thankfully had about a 26% drop in death rates from the virus since this time last week. That is great news. I'm so happy about that. So we're making some progress, and, you know, I can't stop smiling at that thought. Um, We're also starting human trials with COVID. Apparently, 90 people between the ages of 18 to 30 years old will be injected with the virus to see how much of that virus it takes um, to infect us and, and how the immune system reacts to it. And they are also going to be testing the COVID vaccine on 300 children between the ages of 6 to 17 years old to see how their immune response um, goes. So this is interesting progress that we're making um, here in the UK. I don't know if other countries are doing the human trials, um, whether we're the only country at the moment starting with that. Um, But it's going to be interesting to see if it affects children, you know, the vaccine, if it helps them because... They have been some of the biggest carriers. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, moving forward with all this, you know, ah, we're seeing that light at the end of the tunnel, Andy. And um, that makes me so, so happy, so happy. Um, we also had news that our Prince Philip, who is 99 years old, is in hospital for a few days for observation as he's been feeling unwell. But they are saying it doesn't seem to be COVID-related. Um, in fact, they haven't been giving too many details away about it. So, Philip, we wish you well, dear. Uh, just a little rundown for everyone who's not familiar with the royal family. I thought this would be interesting fact for you, that Prince Philip is the Duke of Edinburgh. He's a member of the British royal family as the husband of Queen Elizabeth II. And that uh, he was born into the Greek and Danish royal families. So he was born in Greece, but his family was exiled from the country when he was an infant. And after being educated in France, Germany, and the United Kingdom, he joined the British Royal Navy in 1939, aged just 18. Uh, from July 1939, he began corresponding with a 13-year-old Princess Elizabeth. Wow, 13 years old. Um, whom had first met in 1934. So during the Second World War, he served with distinction in a, the, the Mediterranean and Pacific fleets. So after the war, Philip was granted permission by George the Sixth. Uh, to marry Elizabeth. Um, before the official announcement of their engagement in July 1947, he abandoned his Greek and Danish titles and styles, became a naturalized British subject, and adopted his maternal grandparents' surname, Mountbatten. Yeah, Mountbatten. <laughs> he married Elizabeth on the 20th of November 1947. So, you know, I always get a lot of questions, Andy, from people in different countries, like, oh, can you tell me more about the royal family? Um, who's this? Who's that? Who they married yeah, yeah. to? So yeah. I just thought it was interesting to throw that out there, seeing as you know he was in the the headlines today. So we wish him a speedy recovery, and um, hope Absolutely. it's not COVID he's, related. He's 99. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, 99. Good yeah. Wow. And he wow. stands around in all types of weather as well. He he doesn't look unfit or anything like that. He doesn't look like he's worn, you know, or, yeah. or tired. It's very impressive. Very impressive. Well, good for him. Yeah. Good to hear. I hope we wish them all the very best from uh, from yeah. the U.S. here, and uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, very Thank good, you. very good. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, well, I hope hope he's you know hope he's well and recovers, and gets back to speed, and continues yeah. to stand around some more in various festivities. Yeah, you know, like, I know, right? <laughs> you bet, you bet, you bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, I hope I'm not good at 99 if I make it to 99, Andy. Oh man, you and me both, I'll tell you. Jeez. I know, right? <laughs> time's time's clicking. You know, you know um, what I feel bad for getting into that just for a second is mm. that elderly. Folks, I say elderly. Uh, what's elderly these days? I mean, you know, just you know, I, I know people in their eighties who are out who can out do marathons. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, so so give, but you know, give, given that, elderly folks, 88, 90, 95, 92, 80, whatever, who have been in lockdown for almost a year now, for for all intents and purposes, you know, maybe mm. go to the food store, or whatever. Um, they look at this as, you know, I'm I'm towards the end of my life. Like this, yeah. this, this could be the last couple of years. This could be the last year. This could be, the, and yeah. and this is, you know, I, I'm it done for me. I mean, I, I want to, I'm not done, you yeah. know. And, and I feel, yeah. in, in that respect, I feel e- even more bad off for for that sector of the population, mm. um, for really being crippled. And you know, they're approaching the end of their, you know, the last phase, whether it's a few years or ten years or or eight yeah. years. Um, yeah. You know, certainly. From natural causes, I mean, putting all everything else aside, they're towards the end of their of their trek here, and um, and to 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 you know sit in your den or your living room and watch TV or look at the walls and and not have the opportunity to go out and and you know grab what what can be grabbed in this world for the that last few years is is yeah. sad to me. I, that's sad to me. I, yeah, sad. I understand. I mean, I've had those thoughts like yeah. uh, if I get that. That old, you know, when I reach, a, as they call them, an old age pensioner here in yeah. the UK, I, I, I often think to myself, how is my mindset going to be? How am I going to be thinking? Am I going to be thinking, oh, my goodness, I've got long left and I'm going to be dreading every day, thinking, is it going to be my day to go? And, you know, I, you know, you have those mm-hmm. worries, those little insecurities. And, you know, I admire anybody at that age who's making it and just enjoying the day for exactly what it is. And, you know, they're just focusing on all these wonderful things and, I admire yeah. the elderly. I really do. I admire so do them I. so much. Yeah. So do I. So do yeah. I. Very much so. Yeah. My own mother's uh, up there, but uh, you know, doing art. She's just retired as an English professor at a university, but doing artwork and engaged and you know, having conversations and yeah, she's doing yeah. wonderful and uh, getting beautiful. up there. But uh, yeah, she doesn't go anywhere. I'm like, you know, I take her out. I, I doesn't go anywhere unless I take her. You know. Yeah. And, uh, luckily, she moved out here from the East Coast. She came out to visit. Experience Aww. Southern California and said, I'm coming out, and, and uh, bam, we got a place to live. And, and wow, uh, it's one heck of an adventure. And you know, getting her all packed up in Philly, I made many trips, being the good son that I am, and packing all her bucks, and getting her apartment, making the, the real estate transactions, and all that, and got her out here. And uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, hey, that's not a big you know, <laughs> we have a great relationship, we do, yeah, <laughs> as I do with most women. Guys, uh, yeah. the women, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> You're so sweet. I'm oh. sure she uh, admires and appreciates you so much, darling. You, well, you she, obviously do a lot for her, and that's amazing that you have that, that beautiful she, connection with her. She, she tells me she does. Yes. But anyway, so we had... Um, you know, we, we've been, of course, on the news here, of course, since Trump was acquitted by the Senate. And then so many came out and uh, and said, well, he's, the reason why he's acquitted, because the whole process was unconstitutional, even though it was constitutional. And they agreed it was constitutional before they proceeded and then came out and said, well, he's not guilty because it's not constitutional. What the hell? Scratch your head and go figure. But anyway, aside from that, um, some of the Republicans in various states were the seven senators who voted guilty. The first time in history, for the the first time any president's been impeached twice, and the first time in history that it, that it was a bipartisan vote guilty, even though not enough to to convict, but still Republicans jumping over and agreeing with the Democrats that yes, he's guilty. First time in history that's ever happened. Um, at seven uh, uh, souls with integrity um, and and wisdom, and I want to talk about wisdom. For a minute yeah. too, we get into that. But anyway, um, did and what happened in the home states of those senators? Um, you know, one I think in North Carolina, Senator Barr got censured by his home state uh, Republican House. Um, there's other, the other six 
remaining senators, there's the Republican parties are, you know, campaigning against them and you know, giving them a hard time. One one senator up in uh, was it Wisconsin? I may have that wrong, but I think it's Wisconsin. I think so. Yes. Um, his own family, his cousins, wrote him a letter saying, you know, you disappointed us. His family, his own family, you know, we're Christians. How can you do such a thing? We stand with Trump. We're, we're, we are so proud of your accomplishments. Then you do this. I'm summarizing some words verbatim out of the letter they wrote to, to their relative, Senator. But it's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable to me. And then we have Lindsey Graham, who had the yeah. audacity to come out on, uh, on Fox News and, and say the following. Listen to this. What I would say to Senator McConnell, I know Trump can be a handful, but he is the most dominant figure in the Republican Party. We don't have a snowball's chance in hell of taking back the majority without Donald Trump. I'm sorry what happened on January the 6th. He'll get his fair share of blame. But to my Republican colleagues in the Senate, let's try to work together. Realize that without President Trump, we're never going to get back in the majority. And to President Trump, you're going to have to make some changes. So right. he's saying that President Trump, former President, excuse me, former President Trump, I'm going to call him Mr. Trump, Citizen Trump, um, has <laughs> yeah. that much of a of a chokehold on the Republican Party? That's all they have. That's all they have is is Donald Trump. Wow. Whoa. I don't uh, believe that. I don't believe it either. And I think Lindsey Graham is is off his rocker. He's he's totally wrong on this. Totally wrong, and, yeah. and there's other there's some Republicans that are looking at ex- exploring a whole other Republican Party. You know, just just you know the, the faction of of QAnon that that believers that that think the election was stolen. As a matter of fact, a lot of them have come to reality and have, have so have admitted, okay, it was you know mm-hmm. we kind of went off the deep end there, and yeah, it wasn't stolen. We were wrong, and and some have ad- admitted that. Some yeah. think it, but won't admit it. Uh, but anyway, that faction of of Republicans um, is small. The, the population is small, and yeah. they do not represent the Republican Party as represented by by the likes of Mitt Romney and Ronald Reagan, uh, even George Bush's, both of them, forty one and forty three. Um, yeah, uh, they just don't. They do not represent the Republican Party, folks. Believe me, no. they do not. And no. um, and you know, if, if they want to go. Uh, you know, declare loyalty to Donald Trump and not the United States of America. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me what the what the hold is that Trump has over this population. That everything he says they believe just because he says it. This guy is yeah. a disaster. This guy has bankrupted every company he started. The only company that didn't bankrupt is the one that was handed to him by his father, along with the fourteen million dollar investment. Uh, he wow. lies, thousands and thousands of lies, fact-checked lies. You can say, oh, no, it, it lies, and he's told thousands of lies uh, through his whole – even before he was president. The guy who just was, was a corrupt businessman, uh, now he's going to have some – a slew of legal issues facing him from the yeah. lower district of, of New York, the U.S. attorney, regarding money laundering, tax fraud, um, and, uh, and there might be some criminal liability – uh, regarding the what what Mitch McConnell said, the act of incitement, the act of the, a criminal act, yeah. right. uh, and he might he might and that's, that's being investigated right now, and and calling the the uh, the Georgia the the uh, governor of Georgia or the election official in Georgia um, mm. whose name is escaping right now, me right now, but we've talked about it and saying hey I need eleven thousand one hundred eighty votes, I need to find these votes for me, and then threatening him on tape we have it the recordings out there. Threaten yeah. this guy? Hey, you might you, – this could be really – you know, he went on and on. I mean, you can go look it up and see what he said. And now Georgia, the, the attorney general in Georgia is now looking into potential criminal charges from the state of, of Georgia against Donald Trump. But, oh, but these guys, oh, this, this faction is such loyalty to this guy. Oh, my God, no. You know, yeah. you know, the hell with them. Trump, Trump, you know, carrying Confederate flags, beating Capitol Police officers with the flagpoles with Trump on it, killing people. And, and yeah. they and and why not for America for Donald Trump? Yeah, not for America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's get off that. We go on. He does surprise me. The yeah. admiration that he has. I mean, I, I try my best to see from that side of things, you know, for what other people see in him. And I gotta admit, I struggle. And maybe that's my, that's my problem. Um, but I don't know. I I can't I can't see all of this goodness in him that everybody else is is you know mm-hmm. putting out there. I. I 
that's just my opinion. You know, I'm trying. I'm certainly trying, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I yeah. don't get it. I, I think, <laughs> I, I think over time he's going to be a has been. You know, yeah. uh, I don't know how many of you uh, are tuned into uh, Joe Biden's town hall with Anderson Cooper on CNN last night from Michigan. Uh, excuse me, from uh, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, God, you know, chills, goosebumps. What a man! What a what a president! W- with wow. compassion, with empathy, and every the few people there in the audience uh, that were invited, who were all social distance, who were all masked, who were all tested negative, and even Anderson Cooper and and uh, Joe Biden were tested the day before and the day of. Everybody's negative, so it was not a very safe space. But Joe Biden was excellent, and he answered. Every question, and before he wanted to answer the question, he would have a story, a little something that, that he can personalize what he had to say. And, uh, and it wasn't all about him. Do you remember Donald Trump's press conferences and meetings where everything was that he's the greatest and he's done this and he's better in every administration in history? Nobody has done this, only him. Nobody yeah. else could do it, only him. Yeah. What bullshit. What a line of crap, Donald. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can we talk? <laughs> Unfucking real. Anyway, well, ho- thing, ho- I hope you're. Average- Sorry, I hope he's a better dancer like the YMCA than he was a president. <laughs> but anyway, if the average Joe came up to you on the street or, you know, I mean, because nobody knows Donald Trump. He's somebody who appears in front of the camera and, you know, tells you how it is. OK, so you put this blind faith into, into this complete stranger, you know, really nothing about. Average Joe came up to you on the street and was saying, I'm better at this. I can do this better. You wouldn't have the time of day for that person because you'd be stood there thinking, what an egotistical fool mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. claim that. You know, they don't know yeah. me. Yeah. I could be just as good. And yet, you've got a nation you, you, of people. Uh, you're better. Amanda, I, I know you. You, you, you do a better uh, job. There's Andy. no doubt. There's no <laughs> doubt. You'd have compassion and empathy and direction and, and feel for people. And that's who you are. You know? Oh, thank you. My internet girlfriend, you know what I mean? Like no other. (laughs) (laughs) And folks uh, around the world, uh, Amanda and I have never met. We we were brought together by our show coordinator, Cornell Butler. And, um, you know, he he, he joined the two of us. We, you know, I've never met Amanda. Amanda's never met me. I feel sorry for the day when she actually does and gets no. no anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're the guy I were talking to? Oh, my gosh. But anyway. Uh, I'm expecting um, to taste your food, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, I'm going to cook for you like the likes of you never seen. You just wait. <laughs> you haven't tasted cooking until you tasted mine. Uh, you know? I'm so looking forward to it. So looking and forward along with to every it. meal comes a big barf bag. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I carry my own. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really. I don't really. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, the um, I made some salmon last night in my Ninja mm. uh, uh, foodie. I air fried it. Oh my Ooh. god! With seasoning, with lemon pepper seasoning, and uh, what else I put on there? Some I forget Italian zesty seasoning, whatever. And oh, I air fried it for ten minutes. This big salmon fillet. Gosh, was it good? I bet it, it, in a restaurant you'd pay U.S. dollars about twenty-seven dollars for what I had last night when I cooked. It was incredible. And before wow. that, I made. A couple nights ago, I made this great big, I call it chicken goulash. It was kind of soup. It was like a, a chicken yeah. vegetable broth combination, a little bit of chicken broth with a vegetable broth with, um, with, uh, with chicken breast that I had previously um, pressure cooked. And so when yeah. it's, you know, seven minutes pressure cooking, you take it out and you just put a knife to it and it, it just flakes the, off. Oh, it's just incredible. Beautiful. And then I put a bunch of vegetables, cucumber, carrots, uh, uh, artichoke, um, what else? A bunch of vegetables. And then put pasta noodles, little curlicue noodles, I forget what you call them, and mm. let it um, slow cook Ooh. for a couple hours. Delicious. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. Good. I give it to these friends good. and folks who would come over. All, it, all safe, all good. And uh, <laughs> everybody's like, this is better than you'd ever have at a restaurant. And I just make it up as I go along. But I'm, I'm loving the Ninja Foodie, uh, not related to our show, not a sponsor of our show, but I got to tell you, folks, you need to add the Ninja Foodie to your kitchen appliances. You just wouldn't believe everything you cook, however you cook it. Even when you mess up, it's amazing. <laughs> I just can't <laughs> – like you know, oh, yeah, I, I've got a whole new – you know, I mean, here you know, we talked about being locked up in your wherever you are during yeah. COVID. You know, I'm yeah. cooking. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of this Ninja Foodie thing. <laughs> but anyway – That's amazing. Oh, it's great. Uh, I could talk about food forever. Hey, I think we should have the Andy and Amanda cooking show someday. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and 
and watch me fail epically. <laughs> yeah, and we, you know, we can talk recipes and what you're making, how'd you make it, and get people on the line and how they make different things. Hey, yeah. uh, our number, by the way, on the show is 515-605-9888. You're welcome to climb aboard as we are live right now. We know most of you here on a podcast. You can't get on board, obviously, then. But right now, um, you can climb on board the show at uh, 515-605-9888. We'd love to take your calls right now on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, it is the Andy and Amanda show playing the uh, playing the sounds, you know, and the music that um, when we do play music that you like to hear, you know. Uh, I've got that song pop into my head, and handy, um, the uh, love train. People yeah, the, the easy world. sounds, the nice sounds, the relaxing <laughs> sounds here on the Andy oh my and what what and the Amanda show. Yes. Oh my yes. Um, we know, I we think know. there's something wrong with my headphones, Andy. I hear this uh, <laughs> coming through. <laughs> What's that? The, the easy sounds, relaxing sounds here on the end of the end of show. But anyway, um, coronavirus, let's touch on that real quick as we do every show or almost every mm-hmm. show. Uh, as you said, Amanda, uh, yeah. music to your ears, music to mine as well. Uh, your numbers in the UK um, are way down. You haven't reached 1,000 in, in three or four days. You're in, in two days ago... What was that Saturday? Oh, this is the Monday show. I keep saying that. Uh, Monday. <laughs> this is the Wednesday show. Why do I keep yeah, doing that? I don't um, know. <laughs> it feels like Wednesday feels like Monday to me, you know? But yeah, every yeah. every week, every day sounds like a fresh week because I get to talk to you. No, oh, sweetheart. You're so sweet. Uh, you know, absolutely true. Um, <laughs> you light up my wife. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. You light wow, up my wife? Serenaded. That's not how it goes. No. How's that? I said, you, you light up my wife. I said, how's it go? <laughs> not my oh, wife. You you light my wife. I do that, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's your song I mean? You light up my I wife. Do. What's that? That's uh, not the word, is it? I, I messed it up. I think it's uh, your light of my life or something like that. I could be not wrong. my wife. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know what she would think about that. To be honest. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I totally messed that song up. All right, forget that. And we race. All right. Um, <laughs> you light up my wife. I kind of like that better. Um, That's very cool. Very cool. Maybe you should replace it. Uh, I, I had this uh, a couple of friends that had an issue in their relationship a while ago, and the words would have been, uh, you knocked up my wife. But anyway. Oh, all right. That, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, on a serious note, um, the um, COVID numbers, as I said, in the UK, um, 230 people died a couple. I mean, I mean, they're horrible numbers when you think about it. They're horrible numbers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, 10 really people are. is a horrible number. One person is a horrible number. Yeah. And I can't believe we can address 230 people and say, hey, wow, just amazing. I know, right? From. Isn't that amazing? I feel so wrong. Yeah. And I've said it so many times, I should just put a play button. These are human lives. These are mothers, fathers, uncles, aunts, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, friends, loved ones, colleagues, uh, young and old, uh, black, tan, white, uh, in, 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 uh, just whatever we, ethnicity and racial background, um, non-discriminatory disease. This virus mm-hmm. has killed yeah. you know, millions and millions of people around the world, and, yeah. and every single death is a tragedy. And I don't yes, want to yes. make light of a small number because a small number is, is tragic and horrific. And that is a fact yes, they is. are. Yeah. And, and we could have done more in, in the world. We could have, especially in this country under the former leadership, we could have done a whole lot more. And there's blood on the former president's hands. I don't care what anybody says. You want to debate that? Call us, email us, and debate it. We can do that all day long. Anyway, um, in the United States, uh, two days ago, I'm going to go from two days and then go forward. 900, mm-hmm. well, we broke 1,000, 939 yesterday. Okay. okay, we did. Okay, we didn't break 2,000, 1,796. And yep. uh, currently, right now, um, in this day, we're 1,331 in the last 24 hours. In the UK, we're 738. Um, let's go because we're pulling up population here in Mexico and in Italy, and our numbers are increasing. Italy, 369 uh, deaths today, last 24 hours, uh, 336 yesterday and two days ago, 258. And um, in Mexico, uh, two days ago, 436. Yesterday, 450. Um, right. Today, 1,329. But the numbers across the board, across the board, everywhere, uh, are yeah. way down. Um, I can go yeah. down. I got every country here. I'm not going to go through that, obviously. But they're way 
way down. Um, yeah. yeah. And as Amanda said earlier, um, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there. And, and I think, yeah. are people just being smarter? Because, you know, it's not, you can't say it's the vac- vaccines yet. You really can't. Because no, it's even, way too early. Yeah. Yeah. Pe- people who've been vaccinated are, are still, uh, uh, carry it and can spread it, you know. So, yeah. But uh, we're doing we're doing something right, you know. We're doing something right. Yeah, um, absolutely. That, yeah. And you know, and there are people who say, you know, I don't know if it's QAnon or whatever, who people who mm-hmm. say that you when Trump was about to, you know, leave Washington, that you watch yeah. what happens when Biden when Biden comes in, those numbers are going to go way down, and they're <clears> going to say it's because Biden, and all along those numbers were way way better than, than they were reported, you know, not, or I should say way better, not as bad as they were reported. They're way down before they're just estimating yeah. all these numbers are putting coronavirus on death certificates when that wasn't the cause of death because they get more money when they do. And, yeah. and you watch when Biden accepts an office, how the numbers go way down and they're going to say it's because Biden's in office and, and it's what the bullshit. These numbers were never as bad. And that, what I just said is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, the numbers are getting better because the population of the world is getting better, and in, in, in adhering to what we need to do, so not as many people yeah. become affected. That is the truth, yeah. folks. If you want to, yeah. you know, live in this fantasy world of, of oh, the numbers weren't as bad. We've had some callers in the past, Amanda, as you recall, who said, oh, the yeah. numbers, our CDC says, oh, the numbers aren't, and they believe it. Yeah, for some reason, Fauci's full of bullshit. These people don't, they don't know, it's, and it's their world, it's their fictitious fantasy conspiracy world that they decided they're going to live in. Because it makes them feel, but I don't know why. I don't know why. But the truth yeah. of the matter is, the numbers, and, the, and we, this is Truth Radio. The Andy and Amanda show is otherwise known as Truth Radio. And, and whether we like it or not, and, and even though when, during the election and everything, and we came off and, and, and dove into some of the lies that were, were spelled by uh, Donald Trump, and, and it wasn't the fact that we were so Republican or Democrat, is that we could dive into the truth. And this guy had to leave the White House, and America did the right thing, and he dismissed the guy. They fired the guy. So, so the truth of the matter is that the COVID numbers were horrible, are horrible. We're getting there. We are making a difference. We're getting there. The yeah. population is, is getting there. Let's, yeah. you know, talking about, you know, what we think and how we think it um, yes. requires a certain amount of wisdom. Yes. Absolutely. That's the, the the word wisdom. I mean, um, you know, as you said, where does it come from? Okay. Like everybody has their own idea of what wisdom is. What do you feel it is for you, Andy? Hey, let me ask you a question. If, yeah. if we, do you need, like, where, where does wisdom come from? Let, let's first, what is wisdom? How, how do you define wisdom? Wisdom yeah. is the quality of having experience the, yes. or knowledge and judgment, yes. um, the quality of being wise. Yeah. Listen to words of wisdom, let it be, let it be. Yeah. Words of wisdom, let it be, let it be. Um, the body of knowledge and the principles that develop over time within a specified society or period. Mm-hmm. Um, the traditional framing the wisdom of India, the wisdom of this spiritual leader, the wisdom. Yeah. So what is wisdom? Is wisdom be, is, can wisdom be defined as, some, as, the, as I know the facts and therefore I have wisdom? Does wisdom come from religious belief? Let's go into that. If you have no religious belief, our number five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. if you want to get on this conversation, which will continue, I think, through a few shows. Um, if you have religious belief, if you don't have, excuse me, religious belief, can you have wisdom? Yes. Well, that, that's the question, isn't it? Where does it come from? I mean, <clears throat> I was having this discussion with my partner and um, we were saying that um, there's a difference between having knowledge of something and actually living out the things that you've learned. Uh, like me, wisdom is applying everything that I have learned uh, from you know the, those wise things that I have learned along the way and applying them to my life and living out that wisdom, that to me is wisdom. But again, the origin where it comes from and how deep that goes, that is a very, very interesting and fascinating subject, Andy. Um, 
and you know a lot of people seem to believe it comes from um, religion because of how much um, information there has been in there that people can apply to their lives even even today in each moment there is something that is, is written all those thousands of years ago that still apply to today so I, I, I've got a very very broad um, understanding of it I haven't um, I'm still learning as to what that means. I mean, I'll just explain what it is for me. Um, mm. But I think it's, it's, it's a wise decision, a wise decision, I can't even speak, wise decision based on our life experiences, the, the correct way that is right for us, not necessarily for everybody else, because I believe everybody has their own experiences, um, and they may be similar to someone else's, but they're never identical. Because you, you receive mm-hmm. different things from those experiences compared to somebody else. Well, let's let's so, step back into into the definition or how it's commonly defined, and that yeah. is would be the quality experience. So let's bring an infant into the world in our hypothetical discussion here about yeah. what where wisdom comes from, or the yeah. hypothetical definition of what wisdom is and how we obtain it, or do we obtain it, or do we have it? When this infant is born into the world. Uh, and they develop, and the infant does something advanced. Uh, you know, let's say the in, infant is eight, nine months old, and they do something. They grab something and and and, and play with the toy a certain way. Uh, they begin to speak early, uh, and certain skills are exhibited. Um, is that um, wisdom? Is that show how bright an infant is? Is it is it smart? that can be measured? Can you measure yeah. wisdom? Can wisdom be measured? When you see the quality of having experience, so, so does, does then the amount of experience, of the quality of that experience, define how much wisdom one has? I think personally perception comes into it also because you can be very intelligent um, in how you perceive things and how you are in tune with everything you're perceiving around you. And I think a lot of wisdom comes from that too. Um, because somebody, you know, next to you could be seeing a situation completely differently, but based on how you've perceived it, you, you get a feel for it in a different way. Therefore you apply your actions in a different way. And somebody would comment, Oh, that was very wise of them. So that other person's perceiving you as very wise because of how you've approached and perceived that, that experience. Um, if you can get on board with what I'm saying with that, Andy. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Bill, Bill Gates, uh, uh, Steve Jobs, uh, Ellison, um, you know, we can go on to the people who, who didn't continue the college education and became very, very successful. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Ellison of, of Oracle, Steve Jobs of, of Apple, Bill Gates of Microsoft. Um, yeah. And you could create a discussion, you know, what, what, what does college do? Um, just using these three gentlemen as examples. Um, and there are some women too, obviously, that, you know, we can go on and say women leaders who've built from nothing, multi you know, billion dollar empires, obviously. Um, so it has nothing to do with man or women, in my opinion. Like um, Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, all right. Um, would one say, that they have more wisdom than somebody who was not as successful or would they say they have more smarts more? So, you know, how is, is there a life experience that enabled them to be, to build an empire that generated, you know, a change of life for the world population and billions of dollars for them? Yeah. I think that's where the, the mindset and the, the empowerment comes into it because um, from having the right mindset to keep trying, even though all these life experiences are going against you and saying, no, you're not, you're not going to achieve this. We're not going to allow you to, to go forward with this. But there's, there's that something in you, that spark that says, no, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going with this. And then the, the true wisdom, I think, of what you're searching for or trying to create comes into the situation because there's various forms of wisdom. You can have wisdom within business. You can have wisdom within spirituality. You can have it in many forms. Um, so the, the people that you've just mentioned, obviously very 
business-minded people, but I think with Steve Jobs specifically, for me, he seemed quite a spiritual man in the sense of how he approached things, his mindset, his mentality to create something that was so unique and intelligent and um, very, very different. But the, the way he spoke um, would come across to, very, to many people as very, very wise. Would, 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 you, would, you come, would you say, look at you know, the late Steve Jobs, uh, yeah. Bill Gates, uh, uh, would you look at, look at these men and say, these are men of great wisdom, as you might the Maharishi or you know, whoever, um, uh, or, or a religious leader, and say, here is a man or a woman uh, of great wisdom? Uh, or you look at somebody who's been financially successful and made, and because of their, because of their ingenuity and because of what they were able to accomplish through insight mm. and yeah. experience, perhaps in a technical world, yeah. and, and the foresight that they had and exhibited, were able to develop something that, in fact, changed the behavior of the entire population of the world. Um, yeah. uh, uh, Thomas Edison, uh, Alexander Graham Bell, uh, you know, we go on and on and on, right? Um, mm. the, the, are these, do you look at them and say, wow, there is an individual of great wisdom? Or would you look at them and say, there's an individual of great smarts, great intuition, great foresight, great ability, great skill, as opposed to saying, yeah. there is a person of great wisdom. And, and so yeah. if you were to separate out, you know, somebody, so many people who, who we can, you know, great philosophers, the greatest mm-hmm. philosophers, you know, the Socrates, the Plato's, the, you, know, you know, people who have exhibited wisdom into the yeah. human experience by yes. their writing yeah. and therefore changed the thinking in the population of the world through their human yeah. experience, not by what they accomplished, but, but yeah. who they were. Where did the wisdom come from? How was that wisdom obtained? Well, I guess that depends on your ability to be open-minded i mean you know a lot of people tend to be closed down when it comes to reaching that far it's like something in their mind says no can't cope with this i'm going to shut off whereas a lot of other people will be like no i'm going to challenge this question i want to know where it comes from i want to experience this i want to understand it and i think you know when you approach that subject and go deeper with it i think like you said what tends to pop up in mind when you think about somebody being wise is is those great teachers that came before us that can communicate with humanity on a level that reaches all of us, the human experience more than business. And I think, um, you know, you can then go deeper with, well, where does it come from? Okay. So does it come from consciousness? Because science has always proven that consciousness exists, um, whether, you know, people like to admit that or not. And so there's a form of intelligence there and that form of intelligence must come from somewhere something greater than ourselves that we're, we're only just understanding. So therefore, does the wisdom come from that consciousness or is it something that we've produced in our own mind? For me, personally, um, I've always been a believer in consciousness. So I believe that, you know, creativity is sparked from that, you know, great ideas. You think about all the, the visionaries of the world, where did their visions come from? Their ideas, you know, did it just, one random thought to spark one day for no reason. Like people think the, the, the big bang, um, mm-hmm. you know, that just sparked from nothing into something. And is, is things really that random? Is there a clever intelligence behind all of this? Yes. Is there, we have, uh, I think a friend of ours on the line. Are you there by any chance? Call? Yes, I Her? am. I just want to tell hey. you, you're doing a great job. <laughs> hey, for tuning in, Cornell. That's Cornell hey. Butler on the line as a caller today. How you doing? Y- hey, y- can't forget it. the great Machiavelli. Machiavelli. <laughs> the great Machiavelli. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Thank you, Cornell. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> moving right along. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, my God. On that subject, I think it comes from a higher power, spirituality, man. I think some people are basically gifted, and I think a a higher creator gave them that gift. That's my perspective on it, you know, on Mm -hmm. the subject. Yeah. um, Yeah. So so what you're saying, in your opinion – is that wisdom is generated through through a religious belief or through 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 some type of religious connection? No, I wouldn't say religious belief. I I really think it's 
bigger than religion. I think that it, it, it comes from some type of source from, from a different world or something like that that gives them mm-hmm. that gift, you know, mathematics mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, to me, I think it got something to do with, you know, the way the stars line up and all that stuff. And, they, you know, mm-hmm. when a person is born, sure. they give them that gift. Mm-hmm. That's how I look mm-hmm. at it. So, so let's look at this. Let's say, as we, we were talking about on um, on Monday's show, we were talking about that, that plane going down the runway and, you know, how it has to overcome gravity, you know, by mm. principles of aerodynamics to become airborne. It takes, it's got to overcome that. And that's an obstacle that wasn't so easy to achieve. Ask the Wright brothers, and they did. And obviously, you know, planes and spaceships have been going up for decades now. Um, and the complicated, you know, aircraft are doing all sorts of amazing things right now. Um to overcome there's so many variables that would work against anything leaving the ground, let alone an airplane. Um, and, and how, and we parlayed that into the experience of life, you know, is, is life like going down this long runway and you have to, you know, it's the, the odds are, are, are against you. You want to succeed. You want to start a business. You want to get that job that you really want and you can't even get the interview. Um, I, I mean, it just, you know, you want to get that, that date, that, that partner in life, whether it be male or female, and you know, boy, oh boy, you have this incredible attraction. It just ain't coming back to you. You know, all these things that you want to have happen. And then things do happen in life, which, which are favorable to you, of course, along the way. Um, yeah. But these decisions that you make, you know, whether, you know, whether you turn left or you turn right, and which decision you make ends up being very favorable to your life, is that decision one that comes from the wisdom you had to make that decision? Or does it come from the experiences, the practical and skill development experiences you've had in life that, that provided the impetus for you to produce that decision, which ended up being very favorable to you? Oh, yeah, of course, all there's intuition, which one. is another whole of a uh, kettle of fish because, you know, you quite often get that feeling, that nudge in you that says, no, this is the right way to go, whether you've experienced something or not. And I know for me, myself, that, that the experience has happened um, many a time. I've not seen where it's come from. Um, <clears throat> it will just be there, very present, and something says to trust it. And when I do, it seems to work out. And so, you know, I, I, I learned to go with the flow without challenging it too much. But, you know, again, that's another argument. You know, people don't necessarily believe in intuition, that we have that sense within us. Um, but instinct right. and intuition, again, is two very separate things. Instinct is very um, physical, human nature. You know, the, I, I need food. That's an instinct. I need to eat. Um, you know, back in the day, I used to they didn't need to hunt for things. That was an mm-hmm. instinct. But, you know, and then you got the, the old intuition side of things. So mm-hmm. that could be another aspect of it, um, yes. in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, you know, we could, we could address the... You know, you know, the, a body of knowledge or, or principles within that body of knowledge that developed, you know, within a specified society. When we look at, at leaders and say to a specific leader, whether that be a religious leader, a political leader, military mm-hmm. leader, and say there is a man or a woman uh, of, of great wisdom. Is it because of yeah. what they did or is it oh, yeah. how, what they speak, their writings? Let's dive into that at the next Andy Amanda show on Friday. This has been Absolutely. the Andy and Amanda show. We're wrapping this up. Right. Fascinating discussion. We're going to continue the discussion on Friday's Freaky Friday show um, with some more conversation. And hopefully we'll include you. Amanda, take it away. Okay, from Andy Kimball in Hollywood, from myself in the UK, and thank you for now for calling in with us, darling, in Delaware. We appreciate having you back with us. We've missed you. Uh, thank you for joining the show and listening, and uh, we hope to hear from you or we'll speak to you or just have you with us on Friday. <laughs> thank you, guys. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast of this show, folks. We will be back live Friday. Remember the number, 515-605-9888. Take care, folks. Take care. Bye, everyone.